710 ESPN presents The Experience, the Experience. with Lafern Cusack, where we go beyond the play and focus on athletes, fans, events, and the biggest issues that inspire and shape our lives. Here's the host of The Experience, Lafern Cusack. Founder of Aero Timber, Bert Sarkinian, releases the art of hybrid timber framing as people in the United States feel the unending impact of social distancing, stay-at-home orders, and the stress of these times. A movement to embrace one's home environment is happening, creating unique, personalized, and aesthetically appealing styles in people's living spaces is a theme in the book as well as a message from this visionary author and leadership expert. Taking cues from his unpretentious farm hand beginnings, apprenticing with his father and life lessons learned along the way, Bert delivers the art of hybrid timber framing, seven unique post and beam styles to accentuate any design theme, to accentuate any design themes the second edition. The book is for those who want a fresh sense of home style, lovers in architects and design, and those within the timber framing industry desiring visually stunning and elegant guide on the subject. Now this is packed with photos and Bert's charming writing flair. The book is both a study on the craft of hybrid timber framing and an inspirational coffee table book that makes the perfect accent in one's timber-framed home. So I'm going to ask Bert all of these questions about what the heck is timber framing? We'll find out more here on 710 ESPN. Your sports station is 710 ESPN. The experience is now. Here is Laferne Cusack. Thank you so much and welcome back. I'm Laferne Cusack and now we're going to be talking about the art of hybrid timber framing with Bert Sarkinen. Welcome to the show, Bert. Glad to be here. I'm happy you are here because I'm going to learn something new <laughs> with you. Yep. I was telling. Learning, learning is always fun. Yes, yes. So... Talk about um, how you got into this business and what it, exactly it is. Okay, so I was kind of raised on two-by-fours and nails. My father was a contractor. So I was have early memories of being on job sites. When I was 16, I started in earnest after school on Saturdays, graduated from high school, and, and then had the opportunity to work for a lower wage and make more mistakes. So I started running the, running the crew, even with my father in the crew member as a crew member. And so I got the opportunity to make a lot of mistakes in that first three years. And, and that was very valuable, a lot of fun, intense learning. From there, I worked for another employer that did general contracting. So I learned some roofing and concrete and different things, but came back to framing with my own business. And I was a residential home framer. And then, so 18 years ago, so in 2002, a client asked me to do some timber framing. And I said, well, what is that? <laughs> and, and he kind of explained it. And I said, well, let me think about it. And so that night I went to the library. I checked out some books on it. And as I read about it, I thought, man, this could be fun. And I fell in love with it. And so timber framing 
it's an age-old craft. Is how they used to build way back in the day. And it's a, sometimes it's confused with log homes, but it's not really that. It's like post and beam construction. If you see a picnic pavilion or an old church with some timber trusses, or a lodge, a ski lodge a lot of times, you'll see these big massive trusses mm-hmm. out of these big beams and posts. That's kind of what we're doing. And when we say hybrid timber framing, it's refining it a little bit further. It's using conventional building methods. So like the two by four stud walls and different things with artistic timbers judiciously placed and judiciously judiciously designed to fit people's personality and give them the look and feel they want. Not too heavy, not too light, that sort of thing. So, uh, like you might open a door and, you know, wow, here's kind of this pattern of beams laid out that leads you through the hallway into a great room to some nice trusses, which then folds out to a back patio. Mm. And... So it's kind of, it's mixing a lot of things. I always like to say it's a mixture of strength and elegance. Just using those yin and yang things to really balance a look and make people happy for years and years to come. That's interesting. So so when you take on a project, you you like to understand how or what makes people tick, right? And you're able to get that design out with with timber framing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the, if, if we're going to look at like a, a peek into our DNA in the very, very core of what we do, we have two ways to describe it. One is as we're purveyors of long-term happiness. And the other way to describe that is we're sworn enemies of ugly waste. <laughs> so understanding people like you're saying really is crucial to be able to deliver on that 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 core mm-hmm. focus very interesting so so how how do you go about finding that personality trait or or that need that um you're able mm-hmm. to execute well first we draw a pint of blood <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's, it's an intuitive process. Sometimes people don't even realize what we do for them. When they come in and they, they're, they kind of do data dumps for our, the brainstorm. And so I'm listening to it and, and eventually I summarize it to a style rallying cry or what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. For example, one client just recently came in and he had his thing and he told me all about what he's trying to do and, and, you know, rustic, but kind of a little bit industrial and this and that and the other thing. And when it was all said and done later, when I was working with his design, it dawned on me that what this guy really wants, he wants this home to look like it was an old homestead where the farmer got lucky, where it was kind of mishmashed and cobbled together, but done with class and it just looked like a farmer just wow mm. how, did, how did a farmer put this together type of a type of a look and so that would be an example of one of the things that we can do step by step with clients or sometimes we just lock onto something and circle back and see if it resonates with the client when we say it and then we know we have the core of what they're trying to do 
And to get there, of course, you have to understand personality types and ask questions to see what is important to people. Because right. most of us, when we go to do something, any undertaking at all, myself anyway, I'll tend to act a little bit too soon and then have to reel back and say, why am I doing this? What am I actually trying to do? Mm. And and so we see that a lot. And that's one of the reasons we wrote the book. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Bert. So tell us, in, during this time of the pandemic and people are hunkering at home, I know I've been mm-hmm. thinking about this a lot, about how I can make mm-hmm. my home more homey. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us how people are taking this time to do that with their homes. Yeah, so it's lots of remodel, lots of people moving. And some of some of the moving to rural areas has to do with the political unrest and sort of social unrest, whatever you want to call it, that we've seen this last mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so that so construction is really going pretty strong. Oh wow! With with uh, you know when people want to fix stuff up, it's we all like to feel like we're moving forward and. We we want familiar, but yeah, we want a little new. Mm-hmm. And so for that happiness itch to feel like, you know, things are moving forward and just to get a little little perk or delight in our lives, uh, people are looking for new things to do. And timber framing, adding timbers in a remodel or with to a plan, really gives an expressive way to kind of say who you are and what you're about in the community you belong to and... I don't know. It's just it just is really people that come into it know they're spending extra, mm-hmm. but it just it just adds a nice warm vibe. And there's something too about you know how wood has been used in society from ages and ages to construct homes and public spaces and whatnot. That I kind of theorize sometimes that wood is baked into our DNA a little bit. Why do you think that is so important for people to use wood in their homes? Because it's from connected to our DNA, you think? Well, I just, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't have any science to back me up. <laughs> but it, but if you think about how, you know, from for ages and ages, wood has been a handy building material. And so whenever you're home, wherever you're with people, whenever you have these good feelings and sense of community and you're happy and all this, and there's wood around, then, then these feelings of belonging, safety, security, acceptance, all these big things in our life can kind of be associated with wood. And then one other thing that, again, I'm no expert, but every, every piece of organic matter living and dead has a vibration, as I understand, mm-hmm. electronic vibration. And I suspect that wood just really aligns with our vibration, you know, being healthy, being green. And it is a, they have figured out now in the building industry as far as green building that using wood is really, really good for the environment in that it, it's renewable and then it also has a carbon sink. Once it's turned into a building, it's locked up carbon for a long time mm-hmm. as well. So uh, 
I would guess the vibrations as well as just the having been around wood for generations that it's just kind of something that never really leaves. And you see that in the building styles that come and go as well. Oh yeah. No matter how modern, no matter how modern and sleek things get, there's always wood accents somewhere. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband, he loves like, like when we like take a drive down a street or something and, He'll look at a building or something and go, oh, that's a teardown. That's a teardown. Oh, oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Like he's really has that architect type mind of, you know, Mm -hmm. do you look Mm -hmm. at things like that as well? I do notice homes or buildings that have balance that Mm. kind of follow some golden ratio principles as well as, of course, my eye really picks up on any type of post and beam or timber frame entries or, or structures. My eye just gravitates, you know, just a magnetic pull there. And and I see some that are really good, and I see others where I would say, oof, posts are way too skinny, or that's just way too looming and high, or that whole entry is way too large for the context of the house. There's a lot of balanced things that strike my eye in that case, and I try not to be too much of a like a movie snob or critic or whatever, but it does happen. <laughs> yeah. So hybrid timber framing. So you, you talked about like it being art. How can it be personalized? And what do you mean by that? Okay. So we've identified seven styles in our book, seven timber frame styles or hybrid timber frame styles. And so just to kind of play a little game here, if you were, you and your husband were going to build a house or remodel and just kind of in your mind's eye, think about what is the look and feel from soup to nuts overall, just the gestalt of everything. And if we look at the rustic factor on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being a log cabin with maybe some deer antlers and one being an ultra modern hospital, sleek finishes, lots of glass. What what number kind of just jumps out at you on that scale from 1 to 10? 7. 7. Okay, so just knowing that, of course, we have a lot of other questions that I'd like to hear and whatnot, and there's a style quiz online too, as well as an attitude questionnaire that's kind of fun. But just knowing the 7, mm-hmm. I would... The, the style that pops up right away is classic. Mm. And it, it could be craftsman, of course, rustic. Those three are, uh, but classic for some reason, and maybe it's inference from what I've already heard from you, but it, it's, it's timeless. It is got some arches, it's got some elegance to it, but it's not, Really, it's not ornate like when you go into the Euro style. Um, and so there's some rustic edges to it, but it's still kind of, you know, rustic elegance, I guess. Right, yes. I see it. So does that answer your question a little bit, a peek behind the curtains of how <laughs> things can be personalized? Yes. <laughs> yes, most okay. definitely. I, I know, like, uh, like, I can't say... Like my my husband, he has more of that um, the artistic eye, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I was telling him that I'm going to be I was going to interview you today. And he was like, oh, wow, I can't wait to hear it because, you know, he's he he loves all of that. So I like lean on him to be able to, you know, describe what we want or what we feel, because mm-hmm. whatever he does is just beautiful and balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your book, The Art of Hybrid Timber Framing, Seven Unique mm-hmm. Posts and Beam Styles to Accentuate Any Design or Theme. Chapter one, I love where you talk about, okay, know thyself. Oh, no, that's the forward. Know thyself, thy wants, and thy budget. <laughs> Watching yeah. all these shows on television uh, about, mm-hmm. you know, building homes and stuff, Every everything mm-hmm. is like, Oh, there's going to be some sort of extra money that you have to put in um, because something happened or there's termites or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do you get people to to that point where, you know, it's their budget and everything is going to stick to that? Mm-hmm. It's it's really a challenge in many ways. Sometimes it's easy. In fact, if say you and your husband were building one of the questions, and I'm, we're not actually general contractors. We focus just on the timbers. Mm-hmm. But we work with general contractors, or if you guys were self-performing, we work for directly for you. But one of the one of the questions that we like to understand right off the bat is, with this entire build, if you had to say one or the other, is it budget-driven or design-driven? Mm. Right. And so, so depending on that answer... If, if budget-driven is the answer, of course, it can be nuanced to where you're going to splurge for some things. But, but I really like to understand that, you know, on a binary decision, is it budget-driven or design-driven? Mm. When push comes to shove on the important questions, which way are you likely to jump? Mm. I, I would... So understanding that, yeah. yeah, what would you say? I would. I would say... Well, I would say budget. I know my husband would say design. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's not uncommon. Okay. <laughs> what do you do when people do that? <laughs> well, it, it, uh, then there's a further discussion on getting on the same page and maybe even going through and deciding which items are going to be budget-driven and which ones are going to be design-driven. Okay. <laughs> and get, getting on the same page there, then, then you can know what to expect. And another question that along those lines, if you two were, were working with me, I might ask you, okay, so now when I go through this, these trusses and whatnot, we're going to turn over lots of stones and find lots of ideas for you. Now, the question is, is we may come up with an idea that is just dynamite we feel like oh this really fits what is going to fit both of your personalities you're both going to love it but it's going to add 75 percent to your i mean it's going to increase the cost 75 percent of what our original talk was now my question for you would be do you want to see that idea or would you rather be just if it's going to go over budget not even know about it Interesting. <laughs> so, what would you say? Um, You're the budget, right? Yeah. You're the budget yeah. So you would be the one saying it, right? Well, you might be curious. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I think I think with design, like I don't have that vision. So I, I would need to see it type right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but my question is, would you want to see it if it meant temptation to go over budget? Hmm. How much over budget? <laughs> How much? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh and my. it's kind of interesting to date. We've only had one person out of all the, all the work we've done, we've had one person that said, if it's going to go over budget, don't show me. Oh. Most people are like, show me and I'll decide. I can say no, but oh. go ahead and show me. But one, one person said, nope. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what happens when, like, this personalized art is done right and and done wrong? Okay, so done right, it is it hits a sweet spot for the investment. That's got to be right up there, and uh, and it's also it's got to be balanced in general purposes. And then the volume and the space inside of where it is got to fit the context and it, the timbers can't occur too often or, or too infrequent and they've got to be sized right all to kind of fit the vibe and the whole general theme of what's going on. And so done wrong, it blows the budget or it under invests to where you get something that's just, tawdry and, and kind of hacked together. And uh, uh, another big mistake is where, for example, you see a kind of a nice, maybe even a nicely designed timber structure off the front of a home, mm-hmm. but it's just overpowering. It's so the body of the house isn't that big or it's on the narrow side and, and it just is way out of context. It's like, a, you know, a head that's many times too big for the body. Mm-hmm. Or or the opposite, of course, where it's a big spread of a house and and the way things are positioned and whatnot, it's like insignificant. Um, and then the other thing, too, is a lot of times you kind of figure out intuitively where to draw the line. Mm. You know, a lot of times we'll put like light blocks, garage doors or maybe some gable accents or different things to kind of just smooth things out and really make it wholesome. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of feel it when you get it. And you can feel it also when, when it goes too far. Like, say, somebody, a teenager that's typically boys, when they get a truck, they start adding little gizzies and gizmos, and pretty soon it's so overdone that it's, it's, it's really has... It's just too much, good, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that television show, Windy City? It's a, they build houses in Chicago. I have not. Okay. So there was this one house that they, something happened um, where something wasn't measured correctly. So Mm -hmm. it's this big house and it kind of looks like Victorian looking and mm-hmm. they have a walkway going up to the front door and the front mm-hmm. door is to the right. Mm-hmm. And they put an arch in. So mm-hmm. when you walk into the arch, the door is slightly to the left. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, 
oh my gosh, even that I know looks bad. Like, and I'm mm-hmm. not a designer. And my husband was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that looks horrible. Like, why, how, why would you do that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can, so you can't even see the, so the door is like kind of cut off because you have to go into the arch to the left. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Yeah, weird? it's out of alignment. Right, it's out of alignment. <laughs> that would be what my husband would call a teardown. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is the second edition, or the second edition of this book that you did, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Who, who did you write this book for? Well, there's a primary audience of homeowners, architects, and builders. And so the way it's structured is section one is for the visionary or the homeowner coming up with the vision, Mm -hmm. initiating the vision. And for the architect or designer depicting the vision. And then for the builder who will ultimately build the vision. And we talk to hurdles and snags that each, each, each phase faces. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if the owner is doing it all self-performed, they're, they're, in, they're wearing a hat in every piece of that. Um, so that's who the book is for. And it's, if anyone intends to use any type of exposed beam for their architecture or whether the look they're trying to capture, that this is, this is definitely the book to get because that's, it's, there's some technical pieces to it and some bits and tips for the building sides and, whatnot but in a nutshell it's about getting the right look and feel using post and beam construction or timber framing or exposed beams however you want to say it how that's going to impact space and that that's really what it's about um on a broader scale Mm -hmm. the book is written for anyone who's likes learning like you mentioned and there's a whole community out there If you go online, you'll find a lot on timber framing, a lot of enthusiasts like myself. There's a ton of stuff to learn. And even the Timber Framers Guild, which I belong to, which is a great community, uh, there's a whole nother nother world waiting to be explored out there. And so this is contributing to that as well. Wonderful. And how can we find out more about you and um, what you're doing and more about timber framing so aerotimber.com like bow and arrow aerotimber.com we've got a pretty extensive website there as well as the style quiz we talked about mm-hmm. that's how you can find out uh, you know more about me and you know timber framing that sort of thing and then as far as the book it's just amazon.com and the art of hybrid timber framing I, and uh, we are only selling hardcover because it's got high-res pictures and just a ton of pictures. Well, you've seen it. You know what it's yes, like. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. I love it. I love all the pictures that you have on your website, too. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could build a home like that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are able to share your love and your passion for timber frame homes and and mm-hmm. share your work. So I, I appreciate you coming on and telling us about all about it. Well, thanks for being such an insightful host, Laverne. You've uh, been great. Uh, I love it. Thank you, Mr. Bert. Yep.
Sarkinen. All right. Thank you so much. And again, you can log on to his website, aerotimber.com and see all the great work and over 20 plus year time frame. Aerotimber has completed hundreds of homes and there's a lot of pictures that you could see. All right. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is 710 ESPN. You've been listening to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, getting the residents of Los Angeles, Orange County, and all of Southern California closer to their community. It's The Experience with Laferne Cusack on ESPN LA 710.